Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I'm your host Farooq. Inshallah today I wanted to cover a very important topic and that is shirk, which is polytheism and that is to associate anyone or anything with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah save us from this. Ameen. All Muslims know that the true fact is we must not associate any partners with Allah. It is classed as a greater sin as mentioned in various verses of the Quran. In fact, all the prophets and messengers that were sent by Allah from Moses to Jesus and Muhammad, peace be upon them all, came with the same message, worship Allah and do not associate any partners with him. This is also from Prophet Ibrahim who didn't believe in any other of the idols that his father especially was building for the people of Mecca, yet he believed in the oneness of Allah and believed in one Allah. And we know this as monotheism, which is the opposite of polytheism. Allah has no children, no wife, no family, no relatives, nothing. Which is why, as human beings and as Muslims, it is absolutely crucial that we do not worship through anyone or ask from Allah through any of our prophets or messengers. We pray directly to Allah. We as Muslims do not pray through Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, nor do we pray through any of the messengers Allah has sent. We pray directly to Allah. So the greater of the sins is to attribute partners to Allah. The following verse of the Holy Quran asserts, Surely Allah does not forgive that anything should be associated with him, and forgives what is besides that to whomsoever he pleases. And whoever associates anything with Allah, he devises indeed a great sin. So again, the emphasis of a great sin, it's classed as a greater sin, and the Holy Quran mentions that, and that is the word of Allah. And that verse was from Surah An-Nisa 4.48. And it means whoever dies as a polytheist, there is no chance of his salvation. He must worship the one who created him and not the creation. The creation being someone, it could be absolutely anyone, it could be a prophet, a messenger, it could even be a celebrity, which I'll come to. And these are some of the things we have to definitely avoid because they are the tricks of the shaitan. Allah also says, Surely whoever associates others with Allah, then Allah has forbidden to him the garden, and his abode is the fire, and there shall be no helpers for the unjust. So straight away again, that's from Surah Maida, And that is telling us that Allah does not forgive anyone who associates any partners with him. And his abode is the hellfire, and he will not come anywhere near the garden, which is forbidden for him, which is Jannah. I wanted to quote a really important hadith, and also I wanted you to make a note of this, please, and I'll mention it in the podcast description. Ya muqallibal qulub thabbit kalbi ala dinik. Anas reported, the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, would often say, O turner of the hearts, 
affirm my heart upon your religion. I said, O Messenger of Allah, we believe in you and that which you were sent. Do you fear for us? The Prophet said, Yes, for the hearts are between the fingers of Allah. He turns them whichever way he wills. So with regard to the Shari definition of Tawheed, it means to believe in Allah alone and no attributions to Him, no associations to Him, and we only attribute to Him alone and all His attributes of Lordship and Divinity. It may also be defined as believing that Allah is one with no partner or associate in His Lordship, His Divinity, or His names and attributes. This word Tawheed and its derivatives are used with this meaning in the Qur'an and Sunnah. Allah says in the Qur'an, which is in Surah Al-Ikhlas, Say, O Muhammad, He is Allah, the One, Ahad, Allah, Hussamad, Allah, the Self-Sufficient Master, whom all creatures need. He neither eats or drinks. He begets not, nor was He begotten. He begets not, nor was He begotten. He has no sons, He has no family, He has absolutely no one. And there is none co-equal or comparable unto Him. I wanted to add further from Surah Al-Ma'idah, Surely disbelievers are those who said, Allah is the third of the three in a trinity, but there is no ilah, God, none has the right to be worshipped but one ilah, and that is Allah. And if they cease not from what they say, verily, a painful torment will befall on the disbelievers among them. So if you believe in the Trinity, if you are a Christian and you are listening to this message, I urge you to do your research, find out more about what the Trinity actually means instead of blind following and you will find that Allah is the only one worthy of worship. We do not pray through anyone or anything or any of God's creation. We pray to Allah directly. So Tawheed, this kind of covers the essence of Allah, His attributes, His actions, our obedience and worship to Allah. So with regards to the essence of Allah, we are basically confessing that He is the Lord of the worlds and He is eternal, He is the originator of every action and phenomena. So there is no other cause except Him, and to believe in multiple causes is also classed as shirk. So you could also say, I turn to the universe, or I ask from the universe. This needs to stop, because again, you are relying on the universe and not the one who created the universe. So you should always go back to the one who created the universe and not go through anything else apart from Allah. So going back to what I was saying before, the Christians believe in Trinity, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. They believe that each of them have special qualities and together they constitute the Godhead. The Quran mentions with regards to this, certainly they disbelieve who say, surely Allah is the third person of three. And there is no God but one God. And that again is from Surah Maida. So the Quran clearly states 
that Allah is not the one-third of the God. He is the one and the only God. He is Allah. The belief in Trinity isn't exclusive purely to Christians. You'll also find that in Hinduism and Buddhists also in their scriptures. So what is idol worship? Idol worship is polytheism. And some people allege that they are separate gods for every type of phenomenon. So for instance, uh, the god of the wind, god of the sun, the sea, etc. This again is a form of polytheism and we must stay away from it. There's absolutely no logic in this because you, what you have to think about is who controls the wind, who controls the sea, who controls the sun, who controls every aspect of our life, who created the wind, who created the sea, who created the sun, who created the moon, the earth, everything was created by Allah. So don't direct it at the actual creation itself or what Allah has created, but to the one who created, and that is Allah. There is no in-between, and that is Allah. He is Lord of the heavens and the earth and everything within it. And uh, it's mentioned in Surah Yusuf, Our sundry lords better, O Allah, the one, the supreme. So Allah is mentioning in there that the polytheistic belief has been denounced. So what other things must we avoid? Another thing that can be borderline shirk is praising oneself unknowingly. So for instance, we may say, uh, I achieved a certain qualification or a certificate or I passed my test because it was through my knowledge, my strength, my intention, my wealth, etc. We want to try and avoid these kind of uh, comments or thoughts. Rather, one should say, my knowledge, that which Allah had bestowed upon me, and my strength, which was provided again by Allah, my intention, and that is assisted by Allah, my wealth, from which Allah has provided me with through the provision. And that is why I am here in this status today. It is purely because of Allah's will. And this realization, this constant belief, this constant affirmation allows us to understand that Allah is in control over all things. Another thing to avoid is not to praise someone that has passed away. Sometimes we praise our loved ones. We may or may not uh, understand what we're doing because we may prompt or go to the boundaries of shirk without knowing. For instance, making pictures of them, hanging them on the walls, lighting candles and making small shrines. These again are forms of shirk and these are the ways of shaitan and it's a way for him to deceive you and trick you by starting these small rituals and believe it or not, step by step you will start to do Another thing and another thing and Allah save us, you may end up committing shirk and you may not even know about it. We are seeing, and I'm sure you've seen it today, even today this exists, where people are visiting shrines of important people in history and they are bowing down to them and they're even praying through this person 
to Allah asking for certain things. This again is taking away Allah from the equation and instead putting a person that Allah has created in the mix and saying, hey, can you ask Allah for this? Can you ask Allah for that? This is shirk. You can pray directly to Allah yourself. You can make dua, you can pray your salah, and you can invoke Allah directly yourself. You don't need to ask anyone to do that for you, nor should you pray through them to Allah. There should be no attachment when it comes to praying to Allah. Even raising the status of someone, a person that has taught you many things, and what you tend to do is raise their status, sometimes you might end up kissing their feet, bowing, prostrating again. Stay well away from this. If you have been taught something, then Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed that person the means to teach you. Uh, again, you're bringing Allah into this equation because without Allah, that person could not have taught you those things. Without Allah and the knowledge that he had bestowed upon that person, you could not have learned those things. So again, you have to make yourself aware that Allah is controlling everything. Allah is controlling every person and everything happens only by the will of Allah. And this is the same for the prophets. We do not worship any of the prophets. We do not hang up pictures of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in our mosques. What we do is we pray to Allah. We do not pray through any of the prophets. There's a reason why pious people refrain from praising themselves because they also fear that other people may praise them unknowingly because sometimes again it's the tricks of the shaitan unknowingly you may praise that person to that extent that you are elevating their status and when you put a person on a pedestal in that sense indirectly you may have committed shirk and you may not have even known about it an example is Karun he became a polytheist because he dared to say that all he had come to possess was due to his knowledge of alchemy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replied, Did he not know that Allah had destroyed before him the generations who were mightier in strength than he and greater in assemblage? And that's from Surah Al-Qasas. We also know about Pharaoh who believed that he was a god. Look what happened to him. As the Qur'an says, Allah is he who created the seven heavens and of the earth and the like of them. The decree continues to ascend among them, that you may know that Allah has power over all things and that Allah indeed encompasses all things in his knowledge. And that's Surah Talaq 65.12. See, what you have to think about is just pause for a second and just ask yourself, what kind of things can you do? How limited is a human being in their minds, in their strength, in their will, in their movements, in their actions, in how they talk to people, how they can achieve a certain thing? We are very, very limited. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no limits. His might, His splendor has absolutely no limits. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, He brings assistance to the needy, provides relief to the afflicted who cry out for help, and everything is in His hands. 
He is the creator, the maker, the fashioner, the sustainer, the giver of life and death, and the bestower of benefits. He is the punisher, the acceptor of prayers, the obeyed one, the praised, the names and attributes of Allah manifest his greatness. So just to remind you, the human strength, whatever we are able to achieve by our strength, our capacity, our intellect, that power and will is provided and bestowed to him by Allah. In the end of Surah Yunus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if Allah should afflict you with harm, then there is none to remove it but he. And if he intends good to you, there is none to repel his grace. He brings it to whom he pleases of his servants, and he is forgiving the merciful. And I'd like to end with, especially with what's going on nowadays, and this could be also classed as a hidden shirk, that we praise or make praise of a creation. So Allah says in Surah Yusuf 12.106, And most of them do not believe in Allah without associating others with him. So while explaining this verse, Imam Jafar al-Sadiq informed us that one form of shirk is like the saying of someone that if so-and-so had not been there, I would have been destroyed. Or you would say, if someone didn't come into my life and uh, help me with a certain thing, I wouldn't be where I am today. No, that's not how it works. Instead, flip that over and say, if Allah had not helped this person through such and such, or allowed the means, then I would not be able to achieve this. Allah sent that person to you. Allah allowed that person to help you. Allah put the intellect in that person to help you. And that is the only reason why you are being helped or why you achieved a certain thing through a person. It was purely because Allah allowed that to happen through that person. It was Allah's will. So today, we're referring to celebrities as idols. Now, how is that any different to shirk? Think about it. You or someone right now may have a picture of this person on their bedroom wall and you are literally idolizing this person. You could have it on your clothes, you could have it on your wallpaper, you could have it on your phone wallpaper, etc. And you can't stop talking about them. You want to follow everything that they do you want to imitate them, you want to wear the same clothes, etc. And your world becomes what they do. So how is that not shirk? Think about it. How is that not shirk? We have to stay away from these kind of things and not bring them into our households. And if we see that they are in our house, we politely ask that person, take them aside, explain to them what they're doing. Because if no one explains to that person they're not going to know what they're doing. I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides us to the true path. I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps me and my listeners to stay on this firm path that is to believe in one Allah alone, that is to worship Him alone and not associate any partners with Him. May Allah keep us firm in our deen because this is absolutely important. Let me tell you something, you could lose everything in this world. You could lose your possession, you could lose your money, your wealth, your health, 
you could lose it all. But that isn't loss. What the true loss is, is if you lost your deen. That is a true loss. Think about it. That, that is perspective right there. And I leave you with that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.